Welcome to the Rise of the Challenge podcast. Joined today, he's an entrepreneur, national motocross champion, and coach. It's Logan Lesser. How are you doing today, Logan? I'm doing well, man. Good to be here. We're so Thanks excited. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your rise to the challenge. What would you like to do with all our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what did you like doing growing up? <laughs> yeah, so I'm from Littleton, Colorado. So I still live in Colorado right now. But uh, no, motocross and riding dirt bikes has pretty much been my whole life since I was very, very little. That and then doing things like skiing and snowboarding, mountain biking, all kinds of different things. But no, motocross has been the number one. Would you say the adventure sports aspect was something that was taught to you to do? Because living with Colorado, you're outside snowing yeah. and so all that, all those activities are basically in front of you. Yeah, no, uh, being in Colorado was definitely a big part of it. But to be honest, my whole family was in those things before I was even born. So they kind of, I was kind of born into it because my mom was a... Uh, she actually competed with slalom skiing, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, I think like through college and everything. And then my dad and my mom, as well as quite a bit of my family has competed with motocross and everything. So I was pretty much born into all the action sports. As we get more into your story, motocross is one of the big things, part of your story. But what yeah. drew you to that being the specific one you wanted to go for long term? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I've tried all kinds of different sports, not only the action stuff with it. I, I only started mountain or downhill mountain biking, like taking the gondola or lift up the mountain and then riding down the trails, like in Vail and everything. I started that pretty late actually. Um, but I mean, I started skiing before I even started uh, riding dirt bikes. Uh, but no, I've tried a lot of different sports, even the normal sports like basketball. Um, I don't think I really did much football, maybe like some flag football, but basketball is what I did the most of. And I just remember that I went to practice one day and I came back and I went to my mom and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just don't like it. I don't like the team sport aspect. I wasn't, I wasn't that great by any means. And I think it's because I didn't really care that much. Like I was kind of just doing it because the parents signed me up for it. And it was kind of that, that summer thing and summer camp and all that type of stuff. And I just didn't like it. Like I like the individual aspect of this, of motocross and everything and how it's on you. Like it's up to you to show up and perform and if you lost the race that's on you 100 percent. it's not on anybody else you can't put the blame on another team member or anything like that and then uh, as a part of that i've always liked to be kind of in charge of myself and the whole, whole idea of like the team sports and how there's the captain and then there's all the different positions i just don't like that i like to be everything like i want to be in control of everything that has to do with what i'm doing which that's something i like about the individual sport aspect and then to be honest, in terms of competing, like instead of skiing or snowboarding or anything else, I was kind of just put into competing with motocross, like the competing with skiing and all of that never even crossed any of our minds. And to be honest, I just immediately went into the racing and never had a second thought about it. I just loved it. I love that concept of individuality when it comes to sports, because I'm similar yeah. in the way that team sports were fine, but when it didn't go the right way what's the first thing every kid does they blame someone else for doing yeah, exactly wrong where i think i got into tennis because i have full control over what happens in that game yeah 
singles. I mean, you can go into doubles and then you're just blaming your other teammate, but singles, it's like, you get to really challenge yourself. And I feel like the sports you mentioned, you're really challenging your skill set and how good you add it and what can you get better? What was something those individual sports at a young age taught you about yourself starting out? Starting out? Well, one thing is the fact that I am a very individual person. That's for sure. Because obviously I tried the team sports and just didn't like it. So um, I've always been a very individual person and just in charge of myself. And even like going through school, I remember I would hate team projects because I didn't (laughs) want to rely on anybody else. I couldn't. Like most of the time, everybody else was so lazy and they wouldn't get the job done correctly. So I would always take it into my own hands, which obviously having a having a good um, look on team on uh, being a team player and everything and having a strong team is important with business and stuff. So that wasn't like that was something I had to learn. But in terms of sports and all of that, I just wanted to do it myself. And I always knew that I would be able to do it the best because I always put the most effort in and I saw people, other people. And I was like, I'll just take care of it. Like I'll just do it because I want to get it done. Right. So that was probably a big thing for sure. But aside from that, I think I also learned how competitive I am and that I just love um, competition and there's just no better feeling and no greater feeling of fulfillment for me personally than winning and winning by doing something really, really difficult, like winning something that's kind of simple, easy that anybody could do. That doesn't bring me fulfillment, but going out in a, at a national race and competing against like the top guys and beating them, there's no better feeling than that. Like it's just ecstatic. Was there a competition starting out or in the first few years of doing it, that was like memorable for you? Um, my very, the very first race I won is definitely memorable. And I remember it, uh, it was at Milliken here in Colorado. And I think I was, I was on a 50 CC. Yeah. Because I made a deal with my dad that the very first race I won, he'd get me a 65 CC, which the jump there is pretty big because a 50, you don't have a clutch, you don't have shifters, you don't have anything. And then the 65 is where you're introduced to um, shifting with multiple gears, a clutch, all of that, and obviously a lot more power. So I was super, super excited to get that. And then when I won that race, like I remember the very first thought that came to mind when I crossed that finish line was, oh my God, I'm going to get 65. <laughs> so that was a very big, memorable uh, race, which funny enough, my dad had already gotten it, put the graphics on. It was already set up and ready to go. He was just waiting for me to finally win, which it's also cool to look back because that's how much faith he had in me. He was like, he's going to win at some point. So I'm going to go ahead and get the bike and have it all ready and everything. So that was pretty cool. But uh, no, that was a memorable race. The very first win. Was there ever any nerves going into a race or racing where injuries can occur? Something wrong could go happen, a fall, anything like that? Or did anything ever happen in that case? Oh, yeah. I still have nerves every single time I race and I haven't raced in over a year. And funny enough, my first race in over a year is this weekend and (laughs) I'm super excited for it for sure. And I'm actually like in the process of getting back into the racing because I've honestly missed it so much. Um, But no, I still deal with nerves and that's been, that was the biggest thing I struggled with over the years is the nerves and the mental side of it, which that's also why I'm doing this. And like my personal brand and Instagram is because the biggest thing that I learned um, like two years ago, two years ago is when I really figured it out, but I dealt with the mindset side of it and the mental side for years. Like that was the number one thing that held me back is I'd get to the race. I would have, I 
been training at the top facilities, training with the top trainers, literally in the country and arguably the world and working my ass off constantly. Like I was homeschooled the last two years of high school. Cause this is all I was doing. And I would show up to the race and I couldn't perform. I literally would freeze out there because I would get so nervous and overwhelmed by everything around me. Like sponsors wasn't a big thing for me. I know it is for a lot of people. Um, just think like that, that weight on their shoulders of I have to perform because my sponsors, but for me, it was just like, I had such a massive fear of losing. Like my fear of losing was out, um, was overpowering my will to win or my want to win. Like I was more scared of losing that I, than I wanted to win, to be honest. And then I was also afraid of getting hurt, of falling, of getting a bad start. I was, I would look at my competitors and I would immediately, before the race even started, I would be thinking, uh, he's pretty fast. He's on that uh, factory team. He's been training at this facility. I probably can't beat him. So I'll get second. Oh, he's here too. I'll probably get third then. Like I'd immediately be self-sabotaging myself. And it, I dealt with that for years. And then finally, two years ago, I worked with a mindset coach and that is really what unlocked it for me and made me be able to kind of eliminate all of that and just go out and do and perform at my personal best and be able to do what I know how to do and just forget about everything else. But no, the nerves is huge. And I think it's also important, like everybody still deals with that, you know, like every single racer out there, every single athlete, anybody, they do have those nerves. I think the biggest thing is that it's not that certain people don't have the nerves. It's that they learn how to deal with it. And that's what I learned two years ago is how to actually deal with it, how to overcome it, how to push through it. And I think that's where a lot of people lack, especially athletes, is understanding that. Because even at these training facilities with these top trainers in the country and the world, I have never, ever gone to a training facility where they talk one time about the mental side of it. And it's 80% mental, 20% skill. When you get to a certain level, it is 100%, 80% mental, 20% skill. I heard an Olympic swimmer even say that. Um, which I 100% agree. And what's funny is that none of these trainers talk about the mindset mental side whatsoever. And it blows my mind. Well, battling nerves is something that not just athletes, but any kind of industry oh, yeah. can experience. What is something that your mindset coach taught you that has helped you outside of being an athlete, maybe in your entrepreneurial um, journey or your personal life? Is there any concept that maybe someone that's listening to this can utilize for them? Yeah. So to be honest, like it was the mindset coach I worked with, she kind of introduced me to how powerful the mindset side of things is. And it really just led me down the rabbit hole of wanting to learn more about that. And then I just ended up learning so many different things from all kinds of different um, people, influencers, and kind of just connecting the dots in a bunch of ways. I will say one of the biggest things that I've learned, which that which applies to racing, business, and life in general, is the idea of just remaining in a state of calm. Because what I used to do is at the races, for example, and even with business, is I would have these massive highs and lows. Like if I won a massive race, I would be so ecstatic, so excited on cloud nine. And then if I lost a race or I was trying to qualify for Loretta Lynn's, which is the biggest race in, of the entire year, and people from all over the world come to it. And there was one particular, I was at the regional qualifying and literally it was the very last lap of the last race there. I was in qualifying position and I literally made the smallest mistake, fell and threw it away. And it was literally like the worst feeling in the world and just these massive downs. And then the same thing with business. 
Like I closed my, my biggest client ever um, when I was in South Africa and I had had a like month long dry streak, my longest ever. And then I closed my biggest client worth 14,000 or something like that. And I was so ecstatic. I was so excited over the moon. And then obviously there was times where things hit, hit the fan and it just was going horribly and I'd be so down. And then my, my actual, um, I learned this from a lot of different people, but my business partner at the time is the one who really taught me this. And it was the idea of remaining calm no matter what. Like basically if I won a massive race or whatever it is, basically be like, awesome, I'm super pumped. Like that was, that was amazing. Or if I lose a race or throw it away like that, instead of like getting super emotional like I used to, instead I kind of look at it and I'm like, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. It sucks, but what could I have done better? Like what went wrong? Why did I fall? Like it was, I think it was mental in terms of why I fell at that one race because I lost focus for a split second. Like, how can I fix that? You know? So I kind of look at it that way. And it's just that idea of having that calm state all the time. And it lets you react to things a lot better because instead of letting your emotions control how you're reacting to it, you're able to control the emotion and react to it more in a logical way. So that's been one of the biggest things. And as you could tell, it applies to everything. You talked about coaching and doing your own business and you started your business at a young age. Why do you feel that that was the perfect timing to start your business at a young age? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't even plan on doing anything with business and I started at 15 and then that wasn't the main business I did because I started with like e-commerce and drop shipping which did not go well. Like it 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 failed miserably, but it introduced me to the whole idea of being your own boss entrepreneurship, which I mean, going back, like I had learned that I like to do my own thing and run my own world and all of that. So this idea was like, whoa, this is for me. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. I don't want to work for somebody else. Like this is perfect. So it introduced me to that and just all of the opportunities. And then over the last few years, my main business has been uh, a digital marketing agency, but I think it was really good to start that at a young age. It was perfect because so many things that I learned from racing, I was able to implement into business. And then so many things I learned from business, I've been able to implement into racing. And specifically, I'm really excited to get back into racing now because I've taken like a decent break from it. Um, like all my competitors and they've all been training and working their asses off like constantly still getting better and I have not like I've taken this massive break but I feel better than I ever have and I have no doubt that I'll be able to go and show up and probably be at a better place than I was when I left because to be honest like traveling to South Africa living there on my own um, building my business going through all of that and then learning all these things mentally and lately, physically, I've been like focusing on getting in shape, my macronutrients, learning about all those things, like all of it combined, I feel gives me an upper hand way above any of my competitors who all they've been doing is focusing on like racing and training and all this stuff. Whereas I've had all these other experiences that I've kind of been able to connect the dots together and figure out a lot of different things. And I have different perspectives that I'm able to combine and kind of use to my advantage. So um, I, overall, it was a massive, massive benefit starting so young because I've just learned so many different things. And now I'm able to kind of connect the dots and translate like this concept I learned from racing into business. And then these concepts I learned from business into racing and all of it just, I feel gives me the upper hand in a lot of different areas. 
Where's been your greatest asset in learning the different avenues that you've been a part of with your business? Was it education? Was it learning from other people that have been in that industry? Or was it other ways of learning through media sources and things like that? Definitely learning from other people, um, like my business partner, for example, I learned so much from him. But to be honest, the biggest thing is experience. Like the biggest thing that I learned from was experience. And I am very, very against college. If you're looking to do something like obviously run your own business or things like that. Like I didn't go to college um, and I'm still only 19. So, I mean, I technically, if I would have, I would have literally started last year, but I didn't go. I'm not planning to go. And I'm very against it because at the end of the day, I look at it and I'm like, hey, if you want to do something like go to or um, be an engineer, doctor, whatever, obviously, like you have to, you know, but if you're looking to run your own business or whatever that is, I think the best thing you can do is get real world experience because that's where you're going to learn the most. And like, honestly, that's what I've found is I have learned so much and I haven't even been in the game that long, you know, and you could go through college and do four years and you're still spending most of your time learning things that are completely irrelevant to what you actually want to do. Like how is learning about the King, the, um, I almost said King dynasty from Marvel, but no, I meant the, uh, (laughs) I meant like, how is learning about Genghis Khan from way back when going to help you grow your personal brand or your, uh, marketing agency? Like, it's just not, you know, but, getting out in the field and sending cold emails and sending upward proposals and learning how to send cold DMS, cold call and get on actual sales calls and do, I've done hundreds of sales calls and I'm 19, like learning that and how to like, um, learning the ability of sales and communication with people like that is immeasurable. Like you can't learn that unless you experience it, you know, like, especially with sales, that's a perfect example. You can't just read a book and then be good at sales or go to a lecture and be good at sales. You have to do sales and do sales calls in order to learn it and how people react to certain things and how to deal with objections. Like you have to learn it through experience, just like with sports. Like you can't just read a book on motocross and be a national racer. Like that doesn't work. You have to actually do it and you have to put in the reps. So the biggest, um, the biggest place that I got the most learning from is experience. If it was that easy to read a book to become a national champion, I think a lot yeah. of people would be doing it. But for someone on the other side who went to college and stuff, I agree with the real world experience because I was always like, okay, I can be in this class, but am I really understanding the concept if I'm not actually physically doing it? Yeah. And so anytime there was like, a project or you had to put on an event. I was all game for that because this is where I'm really testing myself. But yeah, exactly. a science class, I was a sports management major. I did not care about going to a biology class, but I had yeah, to exactly. because to get that degree, you had to take this class. And I guess it's, yeah, exactly. You have to be learning everything, but I totally agree. If you are getting that real world experience, that is the best gift ever because there's now social media, there's so many different ways to connect with people who have been those biggest influencers for you. Yeah. So Alex Ramosi, he was absolutely huge for me, not only just like on the business knowledge side, but funny enough, the mindset side, I've actually taken up so many of his, uh, belief systems and concepts when it comes to mindset that have really helped me a ton. Alex Ramosi has been a massive, massive person 
that I've learned from, especially on the mindset side of things. As controversial as he is, Andrew Tate has also in more more recently, like I only actually discovered him like midway through last year, maybe, if not even later, to be honest. I probably only discovered him beginning of this year, if I'm being honest. But to be honest, there is a lot of mindset things with him that have clicked in my head that I do still use of like the whole, uh, it doesn't matter how you feel on a certain day, you still need to get up and do the same things. Like, I don't care if I wake up feeling like crap other than being sick. But like, mm-hmm. if I don't feel motivated when I get up in the morning, I still need to go to the gym. I still need to do my cardio for the day. I still need to get my posts out. I still need to get on my podcast. Like how I feel has nothing to do with the actions I still need to take. Those types of concepts that I've heard him say in the way he says it really clicks in my head. And then I'm able to, I mean, none of it's that much of rocket science, but it's still a good thing to like have in my tool belt, I guess you could say that uh, is a reminder of like, okay, I don't feel very good right now, but I need to remember that how I feel should not affect the actions that I take. So Andrew Tate's honestly been a big one with a lot of those concepts, um, and especially like with the mindset stuff. But Alex Ramosi, Andrew Tate, and then uh, who else? Tom Noss recently. He's been big with personal branding and stuff. So he's been huge. Um, and then aside from that, uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank at the moment, but there's, there's been a lot. Like I, I do follow a lot of people, but you do got to be careful. Like there's so many that are not legit, you know, like it's really important to know the source of the information, you know, like Alex Ramosi, he does have that background. Like he is very successful. So he is somebody to listen to. Like he has that real experience. Whereas nowadays, there's all these gurus out there who are trying to teach all this stuff that they have zero clue about. And yeah, it blows my mind. Like, to be honest, I would never right now um, post on my social media of how to grow a business or anything. Cause I still don't feel I have the uh, authority to do that. However, I post all the time on mindset and how to perform better as an athlete and as a person in general, because I have learned that and I've gone through the experiences despite my young age, I've gone through the experiences to be able to win national races and all this stuff and go through all of that and learn how to deal with the mindset, the nerves, all those things. So I talk about that, you know, so that's one important thing. It's like really figuring out, is this source actually credible? And then learning from them. Going based on your the mention about your age, you are definitely a workhorse where you are getting yourself doing a lot of different things. Do you feel that has played an effect personally where you're not able to be, be that teenager or be that young adult and still live out your life, like enjoy it? Or do you feel that you've been able to manage both sides where working is fun and it doesn't feel like a job to you? Yeah, exactly. It's funny. A lot of my friends who most of which are actually now in college just because of our age, but they've uh, over the years, they've all told me because I'm also very introverted, but they've told me like, dude, why don't you live a little like, what are you doing? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, when I look at them, I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I don't want to go to a house party and drink and do all that stuff. Like, that's not living to me. Like, I don't like that. You know, like I never feel like the best that I feel is when I'm doing really hard things that are going to help me grow. Like I literally did a, a like 11 minute ice bath earlier today. And I was thinking about it while I was in the tub because freezing. But I literally that was one of the best parts of my day, because while I was in the tub, I was thinking about it and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I feel so good right now because this is something most people won't do. Like, it's hard. It's very difficult. It's good for me. I'm growing right now. This is like, makes me feel amazing. Like, I don't want to do dumb things. 
um, which I look at like drinking, partying. I don't look at it as dumb, but like if you are overdoing it, then it is dumb. Um, but no, in terms of like living and being a teenager and all that, I just have never cared. Like, I just don't care about those types of things. However, I have had my fun. Like I, I, instead of going to college and partying like that or doing house parties in high school and everything, I was able to build my business and make an income to where I flew myself down to Cape Town, South Africa, lived down there part-time. I bought a motorcycle that I was able to go on rides, see the most scenic, unbelievable places and meet some really, really cool people who are now my good friends who still live down there and are from there and everything. And I was able to have the most amazing experiences riding that bike. I also did party down in uh, Cape Town. And instead of like partying underage here, I am of age down there because the drinking age is 18. So I was able to go out to legitimate clubs and party with some really, really good looking people who are also successful and go to these really high end clubs and just like I call that living like that was amazing. So what most of my friends and people say living as a teenager looks like, I can't even relate to that. Like that's not living to me that and <laughs> this might offend people, but I look at that as degeneracy, whereas what I call living is a lot is very different. So and uh, so, yeah, that's one point. And then, no, I have found enjoyment in the work, you know. So like I enjoy it. I enjoy the work over the last few years. Like I have all I've done is work like the business stuff, everything, but I've enjoyed it. Like I don't look back and re regret anything. I don't regret giving up certain experiences or anything like that. Like I, I like this is what I enjoy. So it's just dependent on the person. What has been the support system around you played an effect in your journey that you've been on? Yeah, my... I'm lucky because my family is extremely supportive. I don't know why my parents were so supportive when I first started. I remember when I first discovered like drop shipping at 15, I was so stupid that I was, I wanted uh, my like dream vehicle or first vehicle at least was a Toyota Tacoma. Like I just loved that truck and I wanted that truck. And I was probably like, six to eight months away from turning 16 when I was going to get my first vehicle. And I was telling my parents, like, I'm going to make enough money to go buy my first vehicle cash, like all good. They didn't tell me how stupid that was. Like they, <laughs> they just told me like, yeah, keep working. Let's see it. Like do it, you know, like, like, let's see what you're doing. And they thought what I was doing was so cool. And my dad was like, Oh, what product are you selling now? Like, did you get any sales today? Like, blah, blah, blah. they were so supportive and never told me like how stupid I sounded. But at the same time, they also saw the work. Like I would say those things and as ridiculous as they sounded, I was still putting in the work to try and make it happen. So they were amazing and still are in that case of like just always being supportive no matter how ridiculous I sound. Um, but I also think it's important to see the work behind it. Like if I was saying things like that and then they saw me sitting on the couch all day watching Netflix and not doing anything and maybe watching a YouTube video here and there, most likely they would have been different and been like, okay, you're being ridiculous. Like in order to do something, you have to actually do something, but they did see the work. So no, I've, I've had a lot of support, um, from my family, but at the same time, I've also made it very important that I wanted to do things on my own and I didn't want to get that extra bit of help. And I didn't want any, I, I really love the idea of being undeniable and doing things undeniably, which is, for example, whenever I went to South Africa, 
I never, like my mom and my parents, they offered me money before I went. And a lot of times I went down there and to be honest, I shouldn't have financially. Like I was not prepared to do that. Um, but I still went down there and I rejected any money from them and everything because it was something I had to do on my own. Like I, I knew I did not want to look back and say, oh yeah, I went down to Cape Town, South Africa, but my mom and dad footed the bill for the flight and my Airbnb because then I was going on vacation. Like then I was given a vacation, you know, whereas in this case, I actually had to work for the money to go down there and I took myself down there and paid for everything, bought myself my bike. And the reason I went down there a lot of times was to um, put my gap back against the wall because I didn't have the money. So I put my back against the wall and had no distractions. And I was just down there living, working, like all I was doing was eating, sleeping and working. And I had to make it work because I literally didn't have the money to go there. So, and it ended up working out, but, um, but yeah, no, my, my sport's been really good other than that. (laughs) Is there another location you went to South Africa? Would there be another kind of a fun question, another location you would want to kind of visit, but have that same experience as South Africa? I want to visit like the whole world. There's so many different places I want to go. Um, like I I really want to go to Dubai. I want to experience London. I've heard a lot of bad things about London in more recent times, which sucks, but I still want to go there and visit so I want to go to like London, Dubai, Monaco. Uh, I do want to visit Bali as well. There was a few times that I was debating on going to Bali like this year and last year, uh, but just never got around to it. And yeah, there, there's so many different places that I want to visit. But if I was going to go travel across the world again, like soon, it would be back to Cape Town because I just absolutely love it there. And then once I've kind of... Uh, once I've in, once I'm in like a really really solid financial position, then I'll be traveling all over the world. But to be honest, at the moment, my main focus is racing again. So who knows when I'll be traveling other than uh, around the country racing. You talked about earlier about you're really getting into posting on social media. What's been the yeah. biggest challenge with posting on social media? Where nowadays there's so many accounts out there. What are you trying to do to stand out from the rest? Or really share with the public yeah so that's that's one thing that um my two like main mentors and i've i've paid for their programs now as well and like i'm coached by them at the moment uh but the main two at the moment with building a personal brand is well i haven't paid him but alex ramosi is is definitely one but the main ones is wes watson and tom nosk because and one thing i really like about those guys is they talk about this which is so there, there is, like you said, there's so many accounts out there and there's so many gurus out there talking about all kinds of things and they have their niche and they're teaching how to build an agency or how to do this or how to do that. I'm building a personal brand where it's around me. And specifically, one thing that I've learned from Wes Watson and Tom Ross, which to be honest, I didn't really know before um, that they opened my eyes to before I even started, luckily, is the idea that the most powerful personal brand that you can build is around you, like you are the niche. So like my niche is not mindset or athlete mindset or motocross or anything. It's just me as a person. And I basically am sharing whatever knowledge that I have in whatever area that I care about. So like on my social media, I'm sharing Uh, I I posted a video the other day of like the benefits of taking an ice bath for racers because I take ice baths as a way to obviously recover 
and I'm training twice a day now, if not three times a day for racing. So I'm like really, really sore. Um, so I've started really getting into ice baths again and it's helping tremendously. So I made a post about that. And then I post about, um, obviously the mindset behind racing. I posted today about why Jet Lawrence and he's like the guy with motocross and he just won the championship this past weekend. Uh, and the purse was like a million dollars that he won, but I made a, a video today about why he's so good and kind of my take on it. So overall I'm, and I'm also posting like things about, um, like when I'm with my family and what I'm doing and posting videos of me riding or, or uh, snowboarding or jet skiing or whatever it is that I'm doing. And that's the differentiator is that if you're just a niche and you are building a person or you're building a social media account around like, here's how to build an agency. Here's how to grow your marketing agency to $10,000 a month or whatever it is. There is a gazillion guys out there doing that. Whereas there is not, there's one Logan lesser, like that's it. Like I'm in a, a niche of one, like there is no competition because people are going to follow me because they connect with me and they relate to me. Like most of my following, probably 95% of it is racers, athletes, motocrossers, or some type of motorcyclist because that's, they relate to me with that. And then they gain value from the things that I'm posting. And then if they want like coaching from me or they want to buy one of my uh, products, which right now I only have one, which it's like a mindset playbook that I put together recently. And if they want to get that, then they can obviously get it from me and they trust me for my content. They relate to me. But overall, like if you build it this way, and hence why I really like Wes Watson and Tom Noss, if you build it this way, there is no competition because it's you. Like people are following you. They're learning from you. It's not it's not like they're just learning like here's how to build an agency from this guy like what's his name again i don't know he's got good content like they're following me so that's kind of the approach that i have with it is there been a message that someone that follows you has told you or shared with you that's kind of been inspiring to you from what you have talked about yeah, no, I've gotten some, uh, I've gotten some good messages for sure. Like there's been a few, uh, videos specifically on like mindset with motocross. I think it was, uh, one of them was like how to, um, it was like how to eliminate the fear as a racer or something like that. And I got a comment on the video and it was something like, wow, this was really, really helpful. Keep making these videos. It was something like that. And when I saw it, I was like, that's awesome. Like that makes me feel good. And then I also, that playbook that I released um, after somebody got bought it and they sent me a message afterwards and they were like, hey man, I just got the playbook. I just started reading it. I think this is exactly what I've been needing. So when I heard that, I was like, that's awesome. Like, so I'm so glad that that's, it's helping you out. Uh, so no, I've gotten messages like that, which is just super, super cool to see. And it, it's just really nice. And to be honest, like, yeah, you get negative stuff and I haven't actually gotten that much negative stuff because I just talked from my experience. Like that's one thing I got from Alex from OZ is instead of being like, okay, if you want to do this, you need to do X, Y, Z. Instead you reframe it and you're like, here's how I did X, Y, Z. And here's what you could potentially try and it might work for you. In that case, like they can't come to you and be like, F you, no, you didn't. It's like, yeah, I did. Like I did this and it worked for me. Here's what I did. You can choose to do it or not instead of telling them what to do. So I haven't gotten much hate on my videos recently at all because that's kind of the approach I take. Um, but no, I, I've definitely gotten some positive stuff, which has been cool to see. What's been 
So you get the game plan as goals for you. You're at a young age. What do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you hope to accomplish? Man, that has changed so much recently uh, because like I had so much, um, like my five-year view of me is so different literally like in the last couple weeks <laughs> um, than it was before because before it was like, making all this money through business, through marketing agency, all this stuff. Whereas now, and I put a lot of thought into it, but now my view is I want to be a pro motocross racer. I want to be on a factory team. I know that I can do it and uh, I've got the work ethic to do it. But aside from that, I also want to have a massive personal brand and I want to do it differently because there's so many racers out there who are trying to become the best and all this stuff. And they're like looking for sponsors and all these things. Uh, to help them obviously get there. And they're putting all of their eggs into racing and trying to make that work. And then a lot of racers, their plan B is like going to college or getting a job or going into the military, those types of things. Whereas now I've got all this experience from like business, traveling, and kind of just all these different things that I want to be a pro motocross racer. However, I also am going to be building my personal brand on the side. So to be honest, five years from now, I see myself being a pro motocross racer on a factory team, but also having a following of millions of people and my personal brand bringing in the majority of my income. And to be honest, like I could give a shit about sponsors or any of these things because I already took care of myself. So I'm racing because I want to, and I love it. And I want to be a champion, not because of the money or whatever it is, or that I need to get this sponsor or whatever, because I already took care of myself. I'm helping people through my personal brand. So I think it's a very unique way of approaching it. And I could hundred percent see myself there in five years. It definitely sounds like you're doing it more for personal attributions than I have to hit this goal because I need to get there to get to there. Or it's like the financial is taking over where oh, I just want to do it because I want to become rich. It seems like with yeah, no. cross, it's like you have the passion to do it and everything else is going to come from your passion that you're doing it and you're working towards those goals. It's like you, you mentioned earlier, you don't want to get handed anything. You want to earn yeah. it and go for it. And I think that's a true test in you and what you're doing nowadays. Yeah, a hundred percent. And to be honest, this is like a realization I had recently is even when I was building my agency and all this stuff, one of the hardest things I've had to do was last year at the end of the year, I decided that I was going to go all in on the business stuff and put racing to the side because when I was at the races or training, all I was thinking about was I wanted to work and I want to focus on my business and grow that because I wasn't where I wanted to be. But the business side was honestly really driven by the financial part of it. Like I wanted to make all this money and I didn't see the financial outcome coming from racing. And then I just... Like if I was racing, I couldn't put all my focus into the business and I knew it wasn't going to grow and make me the money I wanted. So there was just this clutter. And then once I did go all in on the business stuff, like looking back, I do realize that I have been so used to the racing and obviously like racing and doing these action sports. Like it's really cool. Like when you look at those people and these racers, you're like, man, that's a, he's like a badass. Like that's awesome that he's able to do that. And I've been kind of used to that and I've, I've been like the top guy in Colorado. So going from that and that view of myself 
and people viewing me that way and kind of the ego of that to running a marketing agency and all of those types and like that's it it was very different and like looking back i realized that like the money isn't as important obviously i really do care about making money like i want to make a lot of money however looking back i'm like i don't want to be some marketing agency guy running an agency making a bunch of money driving a lambo around like i want to be a national motocross racer racing on a factory team training my ass off and like really killing it with that and being like a top dog in the country racing but also make a killer living um financially through like my personal brand. And then recently I've been able to kind of connect the dots and realize I love racing. I want to be like a national champion. I want to be like the top dog there with what I love doing and what I get the most fulfillment from. And I've also found this vehicle, which is a personal brand that I could, that's infinite in terms of scalability on the financial side. Plus I get to help a lot of people, which is even cooler. So I've been able to kind of connect that. And now I'm I've kind of figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. And it kind of connects all, it checks off all the boxes for me. So that's been like a very, very recent realization and literally like the last couple of weeks, but uh, it's been big. The final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, <laughs> what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge? Yeah, so I I think the the number one thing is really mapping out what it is that you want and why you want it. Which I always I always say that, but it's just so important. Like I don't even think you can really start on anything unless you figure out what it is you want and why you want that. Um, because it's almost the example I use is like if you're standing out in the middle of the desert and you have no idea like where you're looking to go then there's a gazillion different directions you could go in. Like, how are you supposed to even take the first step, you know? But if you at least know the destination of like where you're looking to go, like say you say, I want to be a millionaire. Like, okay, now you have a destination. So at least you like have an idea of where you're looking to go and you can kind of figure out the path to get there and like the steps you can take to become a millionaire. But aside from that, it's also so important to know why you want to be a millionaire. Like just saying, oh, I want to be a millionaire. And even if it like setting the why of because I want to drive a fancy car or because I want to get the hot chicks because they want rich guys like that is not powerful enough. And you're going to have those days that suck that you don't feel motivated and that's not going to be able to power you through it. But having a why such as I want to be a millionaire because I'm sick of my parents having to uh, work at a job that they absolutely hate and not be able to live the life they want and go on the vacations that they want to and have to look at every dollar that they spend on anything and be able have to nickel and dime everything. Like I want to get them out of that situation. That is powerful. And when you don't feel like working, you'll remind yourself of that and be like, that's why I'm doing it. I need to get back to work. So I think the biggest thing is figuring out where you want to go and why you want to get there. And also making sure it's actually what you specifically want, not what others want. Like I've had multiple of my buddies, at least one of them specifically who got into like uh, Colorado School of Mines, prestigious college, he ended up dropping out after I talked with him and everything. But it's because his parents expected that of him. Like they expected him to go to college and do the normal route. But after I talked to him, he had no interest in that. He had already had business experience and ran his own like construction company or something and he was working on a business while in college. And I was like, why are you at college then? Like he was paying for it too. 
And it was going to be like 200 grand by the end of the four years. So I was like, hold on before you spend four years of your life in 200 and go 200 grand in debt. Like, I think it's important for you to figure out what it is you want specifically, not what your parents want you to do. Because four years from now, if you figure out that that's not what you want to do, you're not going to hold it against yourself. You're going to hold it against them. And that's the issue. So I think that's, that's the most important thing and kind of the starting point of everything. Logan, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we are excited to see what the future looks like for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. I enjoyed the conversation. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to get the full length episode and video format. What path do you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.